Welcome to Coastline Church, seeking renewed faith in Humboldt County by being settled and secure in God's love. To learn more, visit coastlinefoursquare.com. Set your soul on fire. The Lord gave me a picture. You ever get pictures, you ever get pictures from the Lord? This is what I saw. I saw a group of people uh, on one side of this great big bonfire. And and I just saw one person go through the fire and another person go through the fire. Another, and I just saw them all beginning to go through that fire. In the natural, what do we think when people go through fire? <laughs> they're, they're goners. But you know what? When, when we go through the fire with God, there's always refinement. And these people came out on the other side more purified, more holy, and more refined. And that's what I saw in the Spirit. So what the Lord is trying to tell us, don't be afraid to run in the fire of God. It's going to help you to be everything that God's called you to be. You know, we do go to, we do go to uh, the, uh, we minister to seniors, but the interesting thing is, we're all, most of us are seniors. <laughs> But we just love it. We just love to go and, and minister where God wants us to minister. Amen? Amen. And I'm just so thankful that uh, Pastor Fran allowed us to come and minister her to here today. We love my Pastor Fran. She's been a blessing uh, to our lives over the years, and I could tell you some stories. <laughs> and I just want to honor someone else that that's dear to my heart this morning. Uh, Jim Durgan back there. You know, we don't always see eye to eye on things because I think we're so strong-willed in, in the Lord, amen? It's okay to disagree, agree to disagree, but I love that brother. He's made a difference in my life. Maybe he doesn't even realize that. You know, he married Gene and I, and he'll be forever somebody that we love and appreciate. So Jim and Celeste, we're just so thankful that you're all, you will always be a part of our lives. We think about you, we pray for you. And I just want to let you know that we are, and I could say a bunch of other things about all the rest of you. But I need, I need, to, I know I need to share the word. So if you have a Bible, go to Revelation chapter 1, verse 15. And I'm just going to uh, share just a portion of this verse. And this is the portion of the verse that I wanted us to get to today. It's the latter part of verse 15, Revelation chapter 1, verse 15. His voice as the sound of many waters. I have never been to Niagara Falls, but those who have been tell me it's breathtaking. With 700 thousand gallons of water per second cascading over the main horseshoe falls, collecting itself at its base and creating the sound of many waters. 
I would imagine it's both overwhelming and deafening at the same time. This is how John described Jesus' voice when he heard him speak on the island of Patmos, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And this is the part I want us to get. I believe Jesus often comes in the midst of our chaos with a rhema word in order to loosen us from the sound of despair and defeat. He steps into our darkest moment, shaking the very foundation with his voice as he opens the door of our soul. As his voice overtakes you, just let go and let God take you up higher than your problems and into his very presence. Lord, give us ears to hear and hearts to receive and the unction of the Holy Spirit to put it into practice in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. And the title of my message this morning is, we need to hear God's voice. More than ever before, we need to hear God's voice. That's what we need. Number one, we need to hear the Savior's voice. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, a very familiar scripture, but very um, enlightening. Let me get a drink of water here after singing. My lips get a little bit dry, tongue. My wife fixed me a great breakfast this morning. I was kind of leery about eating a big breakfast, but I couldn't resist. <laughs> Uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Let me ask you a question today. Do you have a burden that you're carrying today? God wants you to relinquish it and give it to him. What does it say in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7? Cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. One time when I was praying, the Lord gave me a vision or a picture, whatever you want to call it, of me trying to go up a mountain with a boulder. And I'm about halfway up, and then I'm getting to the point where in my own strength, I can't keep pushing the boulder up. Then I heard the voice of the Savior. And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, let go of the rock or the boulder. <laughs> but I had to make a decision. <laughs> and I, I knew in the natural, if I were to let go of that boulder, that that boulder would just roll right over the top of me and right. crush me. <laughs> but you know what I decided to do? I decided to obey the voice of the Savior. You know what the you know what the shortest distance between you and what God wants to do in your life is obedience. We have to learn to obey the Lord. Quit fighting him. Quit resisting him. Yield to the spirit of God. Listen to his voice and he'll speak to you. I decided to obey the voice of the savior and I let go. And that's when the Lord came in and supernaturally took away the boulder so I could rise to the top where God wanted me to go. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
What about Psalms 55, 22? Cast your burdens on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. We got to listen to the Savior's voice. Number two, we need to listen to the teacher's voice. And this is found in the same scripture that we just read, verses 29 and 30, Matthew chapter 11, verses 29 and 30. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In order for us to hear the teacher's voice, we have to have a teachable spirit. I remember when I went to Geo years ago, when uh, Pastor, uh, uh, when uh, Jim Durkin Sr. was still alive, I remember him preaching a sermon about when he comes to the Word of God, he comes to the Word of God in a neutral place. He comes saying, Lord, I don't know nothing, just to say it in layman's terms. I don't know anything, Lord. Teach me. And we know that the spirit of truth is the teacher. We can't understand the scriptures without the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit. We need Amen. to hear the teacher, but we have to have a teachable spirit. It says in Psalms 119, verse 34, give me understanding or a teachable spirit and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Not with just 25% of your heart, not 50% of your heart, not 75% of your heart. God wants your whole heart. He wants your mind. He wants your will. He wants your emotions. He wants your memory. He wants everything. He wants your heart. Then I don't have time to read this portion of scripture, but you might read about uh, when Solomon became king in 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 5 through 17. You might want to read that because he asked for a teachable spirit, an understanding spirit. And look at uh, Psalms 25, 4. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Psalms 24, 5. We need to hear the Savior's voice. We need to hear the teacher's voice. Number three, we need to hear the mentor's voice. <clears throat> this is in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. And Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting out a net into the sea. For they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. God has called us. He's calling us. The mentor is calling us to be fishers of men. To be fishers of men. Go to Romans. Chapter 10. 13 and 14, verses 13 and 14. 13 says, For whoever calls on the Lord, name of the Lord shall be saved. But I want you to notice what verse 14 says. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? God's called all of us 
to hear the voice of the of the mentor, and that's to share our faith with others. It's not good enough to just live a good life because people that don't live know the Lord live good lives. Sometimes they live better lives than we do, right? We've got to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. If we want to change the directory of the world that we live in today, we must proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether they receive it or not. But you know, some will. I did. You did. And every day there's people standing up and giving testimonies. I remember, I, I don't remember this person. They talked to me about the Lord and it changed my life. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. All over. What, you know, one of the most blessed things that ever happened in my life is I shared the gospel with someone and their lives were changed. There's nothing like it. It's the highest high with the Lord. Don't allow the evil one to discourage you from proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am life. No man come to the Father but through me. Neither is there salvation in any other, any other name in heaven given among men. We must be saved. Remember when we used to look up all the healing scriptures? I hope we still do. Why did we do that? We did that so our spirit would be sensitive to healing. We need to do the same thing with salvation. We should get in the Word of God and underline all those salvation scriptures. We should quote them. We should get them in our spirit. We should ask the Holy Spirit to help, help us to be a fisher of men today. We need to hear the voice of the Savior. We need to hear the voice of the teacher. We need to hear the voice of the mentor. Number four, we need to hear the voice of the master. This is in Luke chapter 19, verse 13. This is a parable about, a, about the minus, and I don't have time to go through the whole parable, and I'm just taking this section out. And this is what Jesus says. So, so he called ten of his servants and deliver to them ten mitas. And he said to them, Occupy till I come. You know, some uh, translations say business. I like the old King James Version where it says, Occupy. See, God wants us to occupy till he comes. He doesn't want us to throw everything to the wind. Remember when we were younger at my age, we thought the Lord was going to come back in, in our lifetime. Maybe he still will. But now we're gray-headed and, and uh, you know, our bodies don't, like, like they, don't work like they used to. You know, God's still using us. We, we can still do what we did before, but we do it a little bit slower. Do you understand what I mean? God's letting us know that our bodies were not made for this world. Our bodies were, are to die. And God's going to give us an incorruptible body. And you know what you're going to be? You're going to be better than Superman. <laughs> Woman. You know, I can remember a story. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> or whatever. Should I put should I put whatever to on that? Okay. So I remember years ago, um, we went to these, this couple's house that we knew. And they were living in Scotia. 
And I was sitting down talking. We were talking about God and the end times and all that. We were talking about I was sharing this scripture with him. I said, you know, the Bible says we need to occupy till we come. Do business while we go. You know what that means? That means uh, get a job, work hard, <laughs> save money, live your life like you're going to be here for 100 years. You don't throw everything to the wind and say, well, the Lord's coming back. I'm going to just slide on easy street. No, save your money. Uh, plan for the future. Plan for the future for your kids if you can. You have the ability to do that. We have to understand that God wants us to occupy till we come. So this, talking to this guy, we're about the same age. At the time, I think I was probably 35 or 40. And he goes, you know, we sat down. He says, you know what, Dave, I, gotta, I want to tell you. And he, he would tell he was a little upset. He said, you know, I had my grandma. My grandma told me when I was relatively young that the Lord was going to come back before she died. And he looked at his grandma and he said, well, you know, my grandma's about 85. So if my grandma's 85, if she's lucky, she'll live to be 100. And he said, you know what I did? I just threw everything to the wind. I didn't plan. I didn't really look for a good job. And now I'm in, a, in this position. You know what? God wants us to occupy till he comes. Do everything you're supposed to do because it is a, an example to a lost and dying world. God wants us to occupy till he comes. We need to hear the voice of the Savior, the voice of the teacher, the voice of the mentor, the voice of the master, number five. We need to hear the friend's voice. Look what it says in John chapter 15, verses 14 and 15. You are my friends. You know that word friends, if you look at it in the, dear, in the original language, it actually means dear friend. Wow. Dear friend. Now, let me give you an example. Let's say, uh, hey, do you know, is so-and-so your friend? I said, well, yeah, he, he's my friend, but he's he's more of an acquaintance. You know what I mean? Dear friend is somebody that you know, somebody that you spend time with, somebody you know their heart, you know their family, you know their friends. You know, you, you hang around together. That's what a dear friend is. <clears throat> so you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father. I have been made known to you. This is what I've learned over the years. The closer I am to the Lord, the more the Lord can reveal things to me that he doesn't reveal to others. I'm not, hopefully I'm not being proud. I'm just going to, God wants to do that with everyone. He wants you to be his dear friend. And how do you be his dear friend? You have to be obedient. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord in the little things, the medium-sized things. And when the big things come, you're still going to struggle and you're going to do it. But sometimes you're going to fail. Nobody's perfect. Pastor Dave has failed lots of times and I still fail. But you know what I do? I keep getting up and I keep moving forward. No one's perfect. That's why we need a Savior. We're not going to be perfect until we stand before the Lord in our incorruptible body. But that's something that God is going to do in the future. And He could do it right now if He wanted to. 
But Lord, help me finish my sermon first before you do that. <laughs> Speaking like a preacher, right? The next one is the voice, the, the, the physician's voice, the physician's voice. And a part of scripture that I want to read to you is, is in John chapter 5, verses 5 through 9. This is about the guy that had the, the, uh, the sickness or whatever it was for 30, 38 years. This is John chapter 5, verses 5 through 9. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had already been in that condition a long time. And he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well and took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. We need to hear the physician's voice. You know what? God still heals today. He still does. And he still wants to. And he still will. But we have to listen to his voice. There is no pat way of getting healing from God. You've got to hear his voice. Remember when we were young, we were taught to do these certain things. And God would bring healing. God doesn't work that way. God works through his spirit, through, through to your heart. He's going to give you specific things to do that he wants you to do. He's a personal God. God, is, God hates formalism. That's when we do things a certain way to get a result. We need to hear God's voice. Amen. Now, hopefully you won't take this wrong. Some people do. I use myself as my own illustration sometimes. You want to know why? Because they're real to me. I'm not going to get it out of an illustration book. I'm going to tell you what the Lord's done for me. I can remember uh, years ago when uh, we were at a meeting. You know, I've, I've had asthma over the years ever since I was a little kid. So I went to a meeting. And uh, the, the person's name was Samson. Do you remember his last name, Gene? Steve First name? Samson. Steve. Steve Sampson. He was from North Carolina. He had a sweet ministry. Yeah. He did. He was, he was kind, mellow, but he just had a connection with God. You could tell he had a personal walk with God. So in, in one of his meetings, he says, if anybody has any respiratory problems, to come forward. You know what? I heard the, the physician's voice. I heard God tell me. Now, what is that? Did he say it in, uh, in words that I could hear? It was a prompting in my spirit. Sometimes that's the way God speaks to us a lot. The prompting of the spirit. I went forward and I had him pray for me. But guess what? I wasn't prayed. I wasn't healed immediately. I just went on with my life. You know what I do? I don't let disappointments get me down. I keep pressing into the Lord. You want to know why? What else is there? If I truly believe that Jesus is everything, what else can I do? I'm not going to go to the right to the left, or I'm not going to go backwards. I'm going to keep going forward because that's the only place I can go. And then one day, all of a sudden, 
during the springtime, I didn't have asthma. Got rid of my asthma medicine. And I didn't think much of it, but the Holy Spirit spoke to my spirit and said, do you remember when Steve Sampson prayed for you many years ago? I said, yeah. So you see, I did heal you. See, you've got to understand God. He has. He doesn't have a beginning. He doesn't have an ending. He's always been. When He says it, you're healed, he, he sees it already complete. And we're walking out the process because we're in a time frame. God is beyond time. He sees it completed. He sees sin uh, annihilated. And He sees a new heaven and a new earth. But we're not in that place or not. We're not in that place right now. And then let me give you one more thing about the hearing the physician's voice. This happened to me too. A few years ago, I was tired, didn't feel very good, having chest pains. And I'm from a family that has a lot of heart disease. So I went to the doctor. and I'm, I, I didn't go to the doctor much at all. And I sat in there and the, I got to see a heart doctor. And all of a sudden, he's telling me all these things about me. He says, you're, it was almost like, you ever have anybody shock you with, with doomsday? You say, you know, you got this, you got this. this, this is, we're going to put you at the front of the list. We're going to do all these tests to you. We're going to give you an angiogram, an echocardiogram, and whatever other gram he gave me. <laughs> and then I came out of it and I said, did you have cardiomyopathy? And he gave me all this medicine to take. I took it because I'm going to occupy until I come. He comes. I'm being, I'm being responsible for my wife, my kids, people that love me, and, and whatever. So we were visiting uh, some friends in Oregon. And we went to their church. And I'm sitting in the congregation. Guess what? <laughs> During worship. The Lord spoke to my heart. He said, I want you to talk to that pastor after the church and have him pray for you. I heard the physician's voice. So here's what happened. So he prayed for me and I, he prayed for me. And after he prayed for me, I knew something was different. But you know, Pastor Dave is not presumptuous. I, you know, I'm the type of person I have to know for sure that I'm healed from something before I go around telling everybody about it. I, I know some of you might think that's terrible, but that's just the way I am. I got to know that I know that I was healed. So I said, you know, there's something different about me. And they had me on this medicine and, and I went to the doctor. I said, you know what? I want to I don't want to take this medicine anymore. He said, OK, we'll take you off of that one. And then I had a couple of echocardiograms. I had a bunch of them. And the conclusion of all those echocardiograms is this. God healed me of the heart condition. I've got the records to prove it. God is faithful and true. God wants to bring healing in our lives, but we have to hear the physician's voice. Then I've got a couple of more and I've got, I'm done, done. Number seven, we need to hear the shepherd's voice. This is in John chapter 10, 27 to 30. And this is what the Lord gave to me. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give to them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of your hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. 
my my father and in my, my father's hand, I and my father. And when you know what this scripture is telling me, this tells me that if the shepherd's voice comes in our life when we're struggling with our relationship to God. You know what some people they 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 they, all, they struggle with whether they're saved or whether they're lost. One minute they feel saved, one minute one minute they feel lost. You know what I've learned? Don't go by your feelings so much. Go by what the Word of God says. Amen. Go by what the Word of God. There's a lot of people they never accomplish what God wants them to accomplish because they don't have assurance of their salvation. I believe that this the shepherd's voice. Is telling us, you are secure in me. No one can take you out of my hands. No one can take them out of my Father's hand. And you know what? That's a pretty good guarantee that you're secure in Christ. I know, of course, it says here, it says, it says, uh, it says and know them and follow me. That follow me, when you look at that, here's what the devil says. You know what, Dave? You might be a pastor. You know what? you know you don't follow the Lord like you should be. You know, all of us, there's no one here who can say we follow the Lord perfectly. But you know what I can say? But you know what, devil? <laughs> God's word says that I have an advocate with the Father. And all I have to do is go to him. And you know what? I'm in God's hand for eternity. And last but not least, the last one. We need to hear the bridegroom's voice. This is, is in Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. <clears throat> and of course, this is talking about the churches in, in the Revelation, the seven churches. This is talking about the last church. And this is what it says. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. You know what that word behold means? It means stop everything you're doing. This is important. Concentrate on it. We have a little miniature dachshund now. She's only four months old. She can't concentrate on anything. She's all over the place. Rosie, concentrate. Remember when you were like that? <laughs> now we have a hard time concentrating at all, right? Amen? I'm just playing. Uh, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and opens the door, I will come unto him and dine with him and be. He with me. This scripture is saying, you know, there's people that sit in church every day that have never had a personal relationship with the Lord. It's just something that their daddy did and their granddaddy did. They come to church faithfully, but and they go through the formalism of their church every Sunday, but they really don't know God. They don't know Jesus. They don't know salvation. And I'll end with this little story. I remember we ministered in a church in McKinleyville. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. But we played and I got to share the word. So I shared a real strong evangelistic message. A bunch of people came forward. And there was this not older person, probably 50s. I was probably in my 40s back then. And he, uh, he came forward and he prayed to receive the Lord. And a bunch of other big people did. And I, and I asked him, I said, what do you do for a living? He says, I'm a pastor of, of a church in Laytonville. Can you believe that? So this is God's invitation to all of us this morning. Is this. With every head bowed and every eye closed.
Is there anyone here today that would say, David, I've never opened the door of my heart and asked Jesus to come in. And if you would like to do that, just lift up your hand. Is there anyone like that? The second part of the altar call is this. How many would say, Pastor Dave, I want to hear God's voice. If that's you, just lift up your hand. I want to hear God's voice. I see all those hands. I see those hands. So, Lord, I just pray. When we leave this place today, that we would begin to hear your voice and to respond to it. Give us ears to hear, hearts to receive, and the unction from the Holy Spirit to be able to hear God's voice and to respond to it. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We got to hear his voice. Have a wonderful day and God bless. Thank you for joining us today at Coastline Church. To find out more information, please visit coastlinefoursquare.com.